Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. Yes, you did. What's up, everybody? It's me, Pete. I didn't call you weirdos. I don't know why. Mixing it up. This is a this is a really special episode for me. I I can't believe it. Emily Gordon, by far, uh, I shouldn't have favorites, but I think this might be my favorite episode ever. You'll listen to it and you'll see. I I just want to get to it. As you know, we have uh, a sponsor, GameFly. It's a uh, video game delivery service. Brings them right to your house. They have eight thousand bajillion. That's not real, but it is eight thousand games like the new Batman game, Modern Warfare, all that sort of stuff. No late fees. Get a free trial. Go to GameFly.com backslash weird. Ooh, that was the fastest I've ever done it. And I feel pretty good about it. Here are my tour dates, real fast. February 15th through 19th, Cap City, Austin. March 1 through 3 in Madison, Wisconsin. March 13th, we're doing a uh, You Made It Weird Live for the first time with Todd Berry and I think Kumail are going to do it, a couple more. So if you're at South by Southwest, come out and do that. Be part of the audience. Uh, April 12th through 15th, I'm in uh, Portland for the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. May 10th through 13th, I'm at the Laughing Skull in Atlanta. May 17th through 20th, we're at Salt Lake City, Utah uh, for Wise Guys. Yeah. Can we uh, add that crisp? I'm going to send you a crispy song to play underneath that. You'll have already heard it, but this is me asking Katie to put it in. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Uh, yeah. Twitter, album, PeteHolmes.com. Who cares? Here's the episode. Thanks, weirdos. I'm so crispy. My ice game, make you haters want to get mad. Keep so crispy. I'm so crispy. I shine so hard that you boys can't miss me. Say, is that Kumail would come into the, into this conversation and he'd say, "Did <laughs> <laughs> cough?" No, he would say, "Well, we're talking about serendipitous moments." Very, yeah, matrixy moments. Matrix moments. Yeah. Seeing the cat date. Whoa, that sort of thing. And I, we were saying that this morning, someone who I never think about, never, never think about, and uh, then get an email from that person, and like it's not often. I probably. Three times in my life, gotten an email from this person. Also, just talking about uh, so. In, and the midpoint is that you were thinking about this person today, not oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, I never yeah, think yeah, about yeah. them, and then I got an email. That doesn't. Yeah, that's not serendipitous. We are fucked. We, we, <laughs> we both smoked pot last night. <laughs> uh, yep. Just make it weird right up top. Not even together, just separately. And one of my, I, as I've said many times on the show, I'm not a big drug person, mm-hmm. and the main reason is is because I'm obsessed with my brain. Yeah. I'm obsessed with when it will be on, when it will be off. So many people are obsessed with your brain. Ah, I wish that were true. <laughs> That's not true How's enough. Pete's brain That's today? Is enough. he on today? Is this what on looks yeah. like? Is, he, so, is, he, is he doing it? What the fuck does off look like, you guys? Oh, uh, <laughs> I know. But off is very, very off is very troubling when people see off. No, I don't mean like on, like hilarious all the time. Right. But if I'm not like firing, I'm one of those guys that gets a lot of like, what's wrong? Well, see, and that that's what's the inherent with problem with being entertaining to people in general mm. is that if you have a day where you don't feel like being entertaining, right? Then you get really angry at everyone. This that's true. Yeah. This, I actually uh, I'm obsessed with Kurt Cobain. He said that. Everybody, you're obsessed with Kurt Cobain? I love Kurt Cobain. I, I, now you're making it weird. I didn't yeah, know this yeah. about you. Is that your first weird thing about me? Yeah. Is that I'm obsessed with And Kurt I know Cobain? a lot of weird things about I you, love, Pete. It's, it's, not, it's a new obsession lately. And, and okay. all I mean by obsession is I've been listening to a lot of Nirvana and watching a lot of movies about him. But this is actually interesting. Kurt and Courtney? Did you see Kurt and Courtney? I don't really care for that one. Fair enough. I love conspiracies. And I was like, come on, man. I know. It's... Fucking tighten it up. Yeah. Tighten it up. Where, I want to believe evidence? you. Yeah. And it seems like it should be flush with evidence. No <laughs> fingerprint on the gun. Open with that, yeah, you piece of shit. 
yeah, I got sure bored watching that. It's horrible, and yeah. it's like the most interesting topic. I know. But Kurt uh, Cobain, my friend Kurt, <laughs> I call him Kurt. Kurt uh, just talked about killing himself constantly. Anyway, yeah. but speaking of uh, about being entertaining in life, we were just at Seven Eleven getting these coffees, and we were talking about how ghetto or white trash can be defined by dipping something that's already flavored as such into, into something, something else, like that flavor. Yeah, nacho cheese Doritos. Mm-hmm. I was talking about doubling up to nacho cheese. Nacho cheese. I was talking about the hazelnut uh, creamer with hazelnut coffee. Yes. Which is it's what, horrible That's together. white trash for some reason. But I do it. Let's not attach a judgment or a label to no, that No, I love white trash. Yeah, I love white it's trash stuff too. one of my favorite too. things ever. Yeah, yeah, Mac and cheese with like Fritos on it. Sure. <laughs> like, uh, why aren't more potato chips being put on sandwiches? Like in a it shop. It happen all the time, Why yeah. can't you be like, can I get that with salt and vinegar, vinegar chips on yeah. the fucking sandwich? I bet they would do it for you, but it's an off-the-menu choice. Yeah, uh, they wouldn't do it for you. They'd go, I will leave room for you. If you were on that day, they would do it for you. You're goddamn right. <laughs> So anyway, we were having that conversation, which is a pretty engaging conversation at Seven Eleven. With like, it looked like the cast party. It looked, LMFAO was literally. Yeah. Looked they literally had. It looked like the villains from Streets of Rage. Too. Both of them were wearing clothes <laughs> that said Party Rock, which yeah. is like, oh come on, guys, what are you Mohawk, doing? Mohawk. Yeah. Mohawk half shirt. That was a pretty guy though. That guy was pretty. If he cleaned himself up a little. I bet. I, I didn't get yeah. a good look at him. It's fine. Anyway, lots of those types of folk were around the Seven Eleven. And they and the guy and some guy heard our little our little gem of a conversation it was like I don't know what he said he was like what white trash is tang and he, he said uh, Sunny Delight and your mimosa which I gotta agree is pretty good yeah that's a great idea yeah that's a real drink that's called the ultimate screwdriver I is believe. it it's all vodka and tang Sunny Delight is don't drink disgusting. that if you yeah, fucking kill yourself because you heard that on the show I wash my hands with tang of you <laughs> I don't have any stake in that <laughs> but then when the guy participated in our conversation I said even our like our daily banter delight people. It was such a fucking stupid but great moment. I really hope he didn't hear that part. I hope he heard that part so it would ruin it. Yeah, and then he's like, That's ah, that's what it. we talk about this all the time. I'll buy a lot of people a drink at a bar and everyone's like, He's nice and then I'll go, I'm the E Trade baby and people go, Oh, he's a dick. <laughs> he Immediately Yeah. So he I thought ruin the goodwill. He thought we were two magical people and then I said, Even our conversations <laughs> delight people and then he goes, Oh no, I misread them. They're the worst yeah, people. The, they literally like they do this every day, like we go yeah. to that seven yeah. eleven every day and we're yeah, like, yeah. You know what white trash? With rehearsed bits. We're worse than the MGMT kids. Mm. Wait, I don't know what that reference means. I, I was just going for another L- oh, fair LMAFO. I like L- it. L-M-F-O. MG, MGMT. Yeah, but we both smoked drugs. Management. We smoked pot last night. That's another thing yeah. we were talking about is the people that I was with who will remain nameless until later I forget that I said they won't be nameless and right. I'll say their names. They took, what is it? The active ingredient in ecstasy? Uh, MDMA? Yeah. Got, got you feeling like a champion? MDMA, I thought that was the one that makes you go to the moon, like goes like makes your brain think you're dead. MDMA. No, you're thinking of GHB, I think. All these acronyms. Can we give them some street names like Switchblade? MDM- just... MDNA can be like uh, Alien Fingles. Yeah, it's <laughs> Alien Fingles. Fingles. Yeah, yeah. Alien Fingles. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. So they took Alien Fingers. And I was just sitting there. I, I we were talking about. I think this is interesting. Sometimes there, you just feel like no one's nothing's what you want it to be. They took this drug, this powerful, happy drug, and then I was sitting with them, and I'm like, I know they're on this drug. I wasn't on the drug, yeah. And I was like, I know they're on this drug, but they're not acting like they're on this but drug. But this is thing. Why is it that you need to be the one? To, mm. Like, why are you having expectations for what their drug experience? Because I want them to have fun. P- part of what my fun are? night was to watch them right. have fun. But maybe they were having fun. It just wasn't your style of fun. Yeah, but then what? What did we say? We were. 
saying that if I had I taken this mind altering oh, yeah. drug, I everybody's having a party. Tonight. I don't know. I kind of like that. It's it's on the outside. I'm going to be like, let's fucking talk about how we're feeling, and yeah. I want to know how you're feeling, and right. look at your hands and all this sort of shit. Instead, I had like a regular conversation with two knuckleheads that were like out of their mind on drugs. <laughs> so you only enjoy your friends when they're on drugs. Well, that's the conclusion I'm drawing. The pot also see, see because I smoke pot, I felt like I was very boring because mm. it makes me introspective oh, yeah, and yeah. slow, and also like you're not on. See, this and, is like, the whole I'm not thing. On. And then it's like, but you also uh, don't have the feeling like you need to push to mm-hmm. be on. So it's, it's even an anxiety weirder. reducer. And then you're like, oh shit, they don't think I'm on. I better yeah. do something. And then it becomes a fucking cyclical bullshit. Yeah. yeah. See, that's interesting because anxiety is one of the fuels you can run the machine on. Oh, for sure. Oh, it'll yeah. run it, but it'll burn you the fuck out. Oh yeah, it's like it's like a gross kind of moonshine, house-made napalm sort of fucking gas yeah. that you put in the tank, and it'll do it. There's just cleaner burning fuels there going is. for There's a greener. walk. There's greener fuels yeah, out yeah, yeah. there. Yeah. Exercise, yeah. Uh, I've been told, does the same thing as a cocktail, basically. Your oh, brain doesn't, doesn't really... You know who told me that? My friend Lance. What? Armstrong. <laughs> Not a friend. Who am I, Brody? What happened? I saw him on 60 Minutes and he was like, look, you could have a cocktail or you could go for a jog. And it's like, I gotta say, I don't know that I trust his medical advice. Well, you're thinking about old grandfather clock down there. <laughs> Is that what you're thinking about? Are you like once you have one ball, I'm not trusting? No, I'm just no saying, medical advice from you. You're not. No, you're. I mean, you ride a bike for a living, dude. What do you oh, know about? Yeah. Well, but he's in. He did take steroids too. That went away. That went away. Nobody cares about well, that. Well, cancer, cancer, kind of make it. Yeah, they're like, didn't you take steroids? It, well, I also took cancer meds. <laughs> so. Oh, he said the c word. And also, who cares? I saw. Uh, I don't like sports. I saw somebody running by in a Patriots jersey, and it's not even. That I have a problem with the Patriots. In fact, if I were to like anybody, it would be the Patriots. Okay, yeah. From uh, from what I understand, Tom Brady, what a guy. Great hair. Great hair. That's all I got. I actually uh, met him once. My brother and father wanted to punch me in the neck when I told them that because it doesn't mean anything it, to me. Exactly. I just I, I don't I hear people yelling and screaming for the sports. For the sports. For the sports. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I'm in my my apartment and I hear my neighbors going. And I'm like, hear them from like multiple apartments. You're like, yeah. they're all doing this today. And you didn't do anything. <laughs> You're true. yelling. You, at the game, yeah. you could make the argument that yeah. you'll invigor the yeah. guy running, but you're just some fucking. And believe me, I and you're you're an idiot with your Doctor Who's. Yeah. I'm an idiot we, with my Breaking Bad. We all bads. have our things. We all have our things. Yeah. I'm at home watching Breaking Bad, going, "No, uh, I am the one who knocks." Yeah. I said that. I said that. Uh, <laughs> wait, I am the one who knocks. You not? Ooh, wait. Oh, wait that might are be, you caught? I, up? I'm caught up. I'm caught up. Yeah, of course, do you I'm not up. remember? It is the most badass thing I think he's ever said. He's talking to his wife, and his wife's like, "You're in too deep." Spoiler alert: If you. Haven't watched yeah, the yeah. final season. Skip thirty seconds ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, you're in too deep. You're, you can't handle this. You're not the. And he's like, you're worried about me. And he gives this whole thing of like, you shouldn't fucking worry about me. They're not. I'm not afraid of them. Like I am the one who knocks. Oh Jesus! And he just says it, and it's like. I fucking lost my mind. Yeah. I watched it over and over and over again. You I should lo- watch that scene. I lo- see, here I am getting tingles and I, clapping <laughs> and yelling as I'm simultaneously making fun of other people right. for clapping for and thing. yelling. There should be no judgment. I'm I'd- so full of shit all I- day. <laughs> and the- I try- oh, all day. <laughs> That's been my biggest lesson is like to learn is like your thing that you go crazy over is just as fucking valid as my thing and, right. and not to put judgment on it because we all have the things we go crazy over and everybody sounds stupid to everybody else. Right. 
I think it's you know what it is is that it's that idea of the detachment of my brother and my dad got into sports and I didn't. So I well, you feel and this, so there's a little bit of rejectment feeling. There, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Why? Why would I have such a strong? I saw yeah. a guy running in a Patriots jersey and I go, I like football. That's what I said. That's an offensive voice and it's a stupid. But thing you're really to say. like dad and brother include me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be included. Oh, welcome to you made a weird. No, I'm just kidding. But really, I haven't said who you are. Oh, you're, yeah. you're Emily Gordon. Hello. Uh, I love you so so much. I love you. Oh, we're friends, and we're out. <laughs> this is—I've been looking forward to this so so much. I've known you for a very long time. Yeah, we've known each other for a few years. And what I like is when I told people That's I was doing—I think it's been seven years. Uh, when I told people I was doing this, they were like, "Oh, you and Kamel?" And I was like, "Nope, there's a sign. Just ah, me. Just good old me." Well, Kamel did the show. <laughs> yes, he did. And I and I remember the day that it hit me. I was like, "I gotta have fucking Emily on the show." Here, here, here's the first weird thing. If we were okay. going to stick to the Let's structure at all about Let's the show, make it so weird. You can already tell by listening. Uh, now I'm, I'm talking to the listeners. That's uh, why I got I'm not you. Looking at Don't you. look at me, please. Yeah, um, <laughs> look away. Can you not? Uh, so you can probably tell by listening to Emily Gordon. Uh, that's like that NPR thing. I always I'm wanted to be girl. profiled. Looking around Pete's apartment, you can tell that he's a distracted thinker. I you do, know what I mean? I do. The, I interview myself on NPR constantly oh, when I'm alone. Oh, God. I do that. If I'm looking Fuck. for parking, that's what I do with my time. Yes. Yeah. The average American Parker spends 45 minutes a week looking for a spot. Emily Gordon is one such Parker. Yeah. Let's get into her head. Her strategy. <laughs> Yeah. I do that when I play video games. I told you this. I said this on the you indoor know, right? kids. Yeah. Your, I, I, I give it more story. It's great. Than it has. Lots of backstory. You need that's a backstory. Like, I feel like that's that that ties into everything. That's part of like why I don't really enjoy the idea of casual sex, although it's been a long time for old Petey. Anyway, <laughs> because I need lots of backstory. You need context. Now, you're very similar to a girl in that way, that's, I think, yeah, because yeah, I true. feel like girls are the ones. We, we can't just be attracted to a dude. Like, because I need to know what your context guys is. Guys yeah. have to go to whore. Yeah. And that's not the most enticing yeah. idea. Believe me, believe me. Fucking A, it's Sunday afternoon, so I can be here and be like, the, the backstory of horror isn't that interesting. I mean, maybe later it will be, uh, but, you know, later today. Right. But I'm just saying right now I can be civilized and be like, that's stupid. I'd rather be like, what's your deal? What's, what's your I want to know your thing. But Emily, you are, the first weird thing yes. is, I talked to Marin, Mark Marin, and I said that he's our, our angry comedy dad. Yeah. So, and I'm talking about the scene that you and I run in. There's so many different scenes in LA. A lot of I love all of them. Yeah. There's a comedy store, there's a factory, and then there's New York, there's Alt, and there's UCB, and there's rooms, and there's clubs. So, I'm just talking about the very small sliver of it that I can speak for. Right. Yeah. Which isn't everybody. Yeah. But I'll just speak for what I know. Sure. And for for those people that I feel like I can represent uh, a little bit, is (laughs) Mark is our angry dad. He's definitely angry. He's angry comedy dad, and you're our loving comedy mom. That's the first thing. We but all. But Mark and I are not married. No, 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 no. You're not married at all. But it's so fucking weird. It's unanimous. Aww. The jury's out. That's very sweet. I know. That's the thing I don't hear very, very much. We all love you. Aww. We all love you. It's sweet. fucking crazy. I think about this time, and I think about trying to like uh, chronicle it or whatever. If you were, try- if someone were looking at the scene, being like, "What are some of the engines? What are some of the things behind it?" I'm not just talking about some <laughs> fucking stupid, vapid cheerleader person. Right. I'm talking about the goddamn glue. <laughs> 
fucking glue. That was begging for emphasis. If we all, for yeah, but don't cheer for football. <laughs> oh, God, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just saying, uh, okay, so I was hanging out with Jesselneck this week, and mm-hmm. he, he was just like, oh, I love her so much. I love <laughs> Fucking Jesselneck, roast master general, just had nothing but just like, yeah, I just love her. I just love And hang out with Brendan Walsh, everybody, all the guys. Aww. And this comes up on the show many, many times, so I'm not going to repeat myself and, and say it again, but I'd like to hear what you think about it. The model seems to be comedians are drawn to angry dads, like distant dads. It fuels us. Talk about anxiety being one of the fuels. Yeah. Another fuel is some sort of disapproving male figure. Oh, for sure. Probably for- Which is each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's each other. And then, like, if we can name our captain, and talking to Mark, he, he's sweet and he has a really big heart and I, and I love him. But, like, he, he can play that role for fun, kind of in a yeah. roasty, grumpy way. Sometimes it's genuine. Sometimes it's a joke. Curmudgeonly, yeah, for but sure. But we love that, yeah. some of us. Mm-hmm. Some of us are like, I'd really... And, and when I was going to interview Mark, you were like, you should talk to him about that. Yeah. And then... But then we also have uh, you, which is like the light, the, the yang. You know what I mean? It's this <laughs> other side where it's like... Emily, uh, Emily loves us. We're, we're, we're okay. And that happens in every artistic thing. You have the gro- I'm talking about literally now. Yeah. We're out of the analogy. Uh, and uh, this is the part that I've said a lot on the show. These artists that talk about, I had a distant dad whose attention I was trying to get and a mother whose attention I had in Ooh, spades. Yeah. Am I that? Yeah. Do you not listen to this show? I, <laughs> no, I do listen to it. I've just never. So you said on the show that I'm that person? No, 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 so no. That's what I'm saying. That's the part oh, I had not thought about. No, 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 no. Because I know I, that, I that analogy like makes sense. And why, I we're, why, why is Justin like, why is Sean Patton? Why is Steve Agee? Why are all these people just unanimous that we're just like, yep. Emily, that's our girl. <laughs> it's fucking weird, and I'd love to get into it. Uh, th- there is something maternal about you. Okay, and, I'll give you that. Yeah, I would com- say that. Well, and, I, and part of it also is that I'm a I'm a female that they uh, that and and not even whether or not they'd want to have sex with me, but I'm a female that they don't. There's no access for them to have sex. Yes. With me. Oh my god, it's like That's you're our gay thing. friend. Exactly. Like if I were a girl, you'd be a gay dude. Right. I came into all of this already with Kumail, so right. from the start it was like this person's off limits. Yeah. What other role can she fill? It clips the wings completely. It does. And That's it makes things a lot easier. And everybody's just so comfortable. It, it, yeah. I mean like you're so I have often said you're like a, a sister to me. I don't think they necessarily feel that way. Yeah. But there there's a weird thing going on. I mean like with fucking there's a f- ah. <laughs> If I, I've like, God forbid, I would never want you to be kidnapped in some sort of bad dude sort of way. But if I was. But if you were, <laughs> the ragtag group of clown comedians in a van with crowbars. Now that's a movie. Uh, that, I mean, <laughs> fucking A, it is. It, it's just like our allegiance. And you're right. You're fucking so smart. And you're right that it has to do with that. It's, here's a girl. Uh, a beautiful girl, sorry. Thank you. Beautiful girl. Sure. Nobody's interested in it that way because right. we all respect your relationship. Right. Yes. It's we, a big thing. Yeah, I think so. That's... Far and away, the weirdest thing that I'd like to talk to you about is that you are, you and Kumail, I just fucking love all day, (laughs) and we've all just kind of agreed to love you guys, and everybody, when we talk, when we talk on this show, it comes up in the relationship Mm -hmm. portion, we're like, who is right, Uh, it often says for comedians, but uh, the listeners have been wonderful, and 
helping me realize that that's really true for a lot of different professions. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't just apply to comedians. Musicians yeah, certainly is an easy one. Uh, but any sort of artist. And then even if you wanted to take it away from the profession and just say people that are introspective and uh, just the term that I use, which is weirdos. Just yeah, weirdos. Just straight up weirdos who are kind of neurotic at times. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's so fucking... And you've seen, you've seen us all through all of this sort of stuff. Yeah. If there's anything that you know is true is there's uh, different sides to all of us. Yes, absolutely. Kumail, for example, I, I wrote down this. Uh, this is one of the questions I wrote down. I thought it was really Ooh, funny. I like this. The question is, I'll tell you, are men the worst? That's the question. <laughs> the but, answer is yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I, I'd love to get, oh, I'd love to talk to you We're about so that. so many things. <laughs> but but here's, here, the setup is, and I'll, I, you know, I'll try and keep Kumail out of this as much as we oh, can. we can talk about just, it. Just because he's, uh, you know, I'd love to. <laughs> but for example, after my divorce, that's yes. really when we got close. That's, yeah, basically, yeah. And now it's weird. I'm I'm very very close with Kumail in a history way, but I'm almost like closer with you. I, I talk more with. I would you. say in general, you more you, open with you. Yes, you it's and I probably closeness. talk about more uh, real shit. When the three of us go yeah. to dinner, you and I do the most of the talking. Yes. Kumail kind of humors me like the idiot son. Like, yeah. I'm your idiot son. And he's like, oh, mom's going to talk to the boy. And he's also quite, he's really good at giving like relationship advice, but he's just yeah. like, do this. And you're like, oh yeah. shit, you're right. Whereas I've learned that you, well, as a as a therapist also, you learn, you don't tell people what to do. Right. You talk to them in a way so that they figure out what to do. Oh, like, and then they're like, oh, like, this is so Like much. pitching a show, basically. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you just leave so a couple things. ingredients out so they can like, go, you what put if it's... It's together. not in black and white. And, and you're, like, you're like, it's your show. Aren't you so smart? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, God. <laughs> yeah. You've got us all pegged. <laughs> that is the number one weird thing. You've got us all pegged. But let me get, okay, let yes, me get so to things. the question, yes. are men the worst? I, I'm a man. Yes. Oh, don't even answer it yet because the con- I, I think you're right. You uh-huh. can't answer it now, but I want you to answer it with this information. Mm-hmm. So I got uh, uh, divorced. Mm-hmm. That's when we got close. <clears throat> And I used to come over all the time. Yes. And you basically were just on the clock. Yeah. I, I, I have this very vivid memory of coming to your place in uh, Brooklyn. And I came in to your apartment. And I, I don't even think uh, Kumail was there yet. And I just came in and got a bottle of – a handle of Smirnoff that I just had in, <laughs> that I bought and put in your freezer. Those were the days, yeah. And, because I'm just depressed and yeah. getting fat and just fucking sad. <laughs> but like also kind of aware that my life is pretty good. But there's a lot of other hours in the day to oh, be sure. like things aren't that good. And uh, that's the thing about all of us. None of us have any perspective. Whatever's happening at that moment is yeah. how our existence is entirely. Yes. No perspective. Sad. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. perspective less and sad. And I came in and I, I just started drinking. Mm-hmm. That's a very comfortable thing to do. <laughs> yeah. And then like, I just mean because it's your house. Right, exactly. And then just kind of benefited from your therapy and your wisdom and all that sort of stuff and just listened to you fucking, here's why, why we're the worst and why I might be aware that we're the worst. Fucking help me, mommy. <laughs> and not to get weird. <laughs> It's already fucking weird. Uh, I don't give a shit. Because you made it weird. Yeah, I've made it weird with Pete Holmes. Uh, Kumail and I, first of all, I'm already regretting saying that we're closer. He'll know what I mean. Yeah. We're different. Yeah. It's different. It's a different thing. It's like a girl. It's like that sort of relationship. Yeah. I love him so much. Anyway, <laughs> this has Me been too. a love fest so far. Uh, As we're not expecting that. Yeah, Kumail. Okay, so, okay, so uh, let me, again, before I bring it to Kumail, Pete Holmes, powerful, strong. You've seen this. You've seen Confident Pete. You've Absolutely. Seen Hurricane Pete. Hurricane Pete. We, yeah, yeah. I can't believe we have a name for it, but yeah. it's true. Yeah. Goes in, grabs things by the throat, and fucking doesn't take any names. Fucking great guy. I, yeah. love, I love that guy. Love that guy. Then there's uh, Pete that is like, Emily, do you like my painting? <laughs> Which you I know, do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then when you do, I'm like, oh, she likes it. <laughs> 
such a fucking limp dick pussy. Just so soft and just ugh. I don't I don't hate that guy. Right. But you know both sides. Mm-hmm. Kumail, I know, and you're in a relationship with him. Also has both sides. Very much so, yeah. Absolutely. There's Kumail, who here, this, we're in his fucking house right, right now, and he owns this place. Fucking decisive and he's shit. the man, and yeah. he's got his fucking uh, pompadour. I want to paint him. I, I'm going to. You should. Uh, it, it, just amazing. I look at photos of Kumail. Remember when we were on uh, Mushrooms and I looked at Kumail and I was like, Kumail looks like fucking James Dean, man. <laughs> like, it wasn't, even, it wasn't even romantic. I was just like... <gasps> He, well, first of all, I'm, I'm on a drug. Yeah. He looked like a mile high. Yeah. And just he like just an looked like the fucking coolest guy yeah. in the world. When the sun hits that man, I got to say, it's yeah. kind of amazing. And uh, I'm very biased, but it's kind of amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But God, the way you talk about him really does, <laughs> does me so, so well. That, I, it just, you guys so clearly love each other. Anyway, uh, but I've also, so, okay, there's Hurricane Kumail. We don't call it that, but mm-hmm. there's Hurricane Kumail as well. Yeah. There's a... Uh, New mail. New mail. Yelling loud new mail and powerful. But then I've seen Kumail, especially if he's had a couple drinks, and let's just assume he's not going to listen to this. He's had a couple drinks and he'll just be like, Emily, when we get home, can I have one of those burritos? You know what I mean? Just like, I'm looking at a mother and her son. I'm looking at a mother and her son. And this is some shit that we don't talk about. It's this element of relationships where it's like men fucking go out and kill a boar and bring it back on their shield. Is, is it okay if I take a shit now? And then they're like, can I, I went and poop and I don't right. know if the wolf is gonna eat the shit. Is that... Will you fucking nuzzle me? Will you nuzzle me? Fucking it's a, gladiators went home and wanted to like spoon. You know what yeah. I mean? If and they did or and not. And to me, that's a that's an evolved thing for me because I feel like and all you guys have that. And and I see that in all the people that I feel like I'm close to. Yep. Uh, I'll see you guys on stage fucking killing, destroying, and then get off stage and be like, oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I and it, it's such an interesting thing. But in, <laughs> what are we doing? In relationship. And I think it takes a lot of vulnerability to be able to, to, to be that way with someone because uh, I've been in relationships in the past where I have never wanted to be weak because Camille and I take turns being the baby. We call it uh-huh. like, who's going to be oh. the baby? Like we, do you really specify it? Yeah. You who's going to be, who needs to be babied right now? Who, because it's such a, Yay! yeah. yeah. Pod, and so, podcast worth it. These are the tools. <laughs> these are the insights that I'm looking for. Well, and, and, in in other relationships I've had, I've not ever felt comfortable enough to be a baby. I've never felt like, Oh, I feel like if I show a moment of weakness, yeah. he's going to be like, Oh, this girl is so weak and, yeah. and I'm out of here. She's needs me too much i'm oh. out of here so i have in past relationships never never shown weakness that and sounds like a dude like, thing I, I i have some similar qualities to dudes in that i feel like i need to be strong and i need to be not perfect but i need to be like i don't need anything uh, i don't need you if right. you're around that's cool if you're not i don't give a shit yeah and so this is the first real relationship i've had where i've felt okay needing someone i felt okay kind of being like oh, today's a day that i don't feel so good and oh, so you God. can do a thing and I, that it's hard. It's hard for me to do. I think that's what love looks like. I feel like I I'm looking it. at it. <laughs> I feel like I went up to the big red door and the people shaped like a heart. Inward. <laughs> it's shaped like a heart, but it's tasteful. It is. It's, yeah, there's no. It doesn't look trashy. The bed is not shaped like a yeah, heart. Yeah, no, there's no jacuzzi no in there. Quarter no quarter operated bed. Love those. Yeah, be, I, I've I've uh, um, my first marriage was only 
softness. Oh, that's interesting. She, it does take both. Yeah. yeah. And then and then and then I've had other relationships where it was like, oh, I'm supposed to be more put together. Right. Then I've had relationships too where I think I tried to alternate. Right. And that like, doesn't always spell success either. Sure. No, it yeah. is certainly there's no one catch-all thing that'll be like, oh, yeah. that's what we need to do. Yeah. But that, that's that is really interesting. Uh, this this is something we were talking about. This I'd love to get psychologically weird because I know you know a lot about that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I read this. Um, Tweet. I forget who it was. I read this tweet. Yeah. Welcome to 2012, everybody. Yeah, yeah. This is the only reading I'm doing. Is uh, How long did tweet. it take you? Did uh, it get through in one sitting? Well, I was standing at a urinal, and uh, I just read something that changed my life. No, it said it said something like, "I just." It was a woman, and she said, "I just saw a little boy pick a dandelion and give it to his mother," and it was like the most adorable thing I've ever seen. Something mm-hmm. like that. Like or I am gonna maybe she made a joke I can't remember like I'm gonna cry or kill myself now it was so adorable mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of like there's this like unspoken it's so uncomfortable romance between women and their children mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I'm talking about moms and little boys absolutely and then dads and little girls we're aware of it yeah this is my little princess yeah. I give her everything she needs. And I'm not breaking any new ground psychologically, but these are the patterns that we follow for the right. rest of our lives. And then part of part of your growing up is rejecting that, and like, and then you have like, to reject it. And but that's the thing: some people don't reject it. Yeah. Some people never reject it. Some people yes. reject it too early. It's a whole thing. Sometimes the parents aren't into it, and yeah. then it's a whole. And then it's we need to talk about Kevin, which is an amazing movie. If you haven't seen it, no, I haven't seen it. Yeah, that's a one word. Yeah, it's, it does not work out. Uh, that's very very interesting, and it's weird. The role of the man. I know this doesn't apply to you directly, but the role of the man is to participate somewhat in his own destruction. You marry a woman mm-hmm. who is, I'm not saying uh, you want to fuck your mother, but you want something that makes you feel the good parts right. of, of your mother, like her vagina. Like her vagina. Oh, Jesus. When you came out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Well, whatever the good essence of your mom right. and that idea of love that you learned of a woman, a woman love. Right. And you're looking for that, and then you find that. And then you have to add the other parts onto it, is what you hope, that are the grown-up love. That yeah, yeah. The the, oh, that yeah. aren't the mom part. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. that's, that's kind of like the base coat, I yeah. suppose. Let's hope base that coat. we can paint in awesome, amazing new colors that you've never even thought of. Like green plus apples. Green apples? Yeah. Or oh, red yeah, apples? Yeah, that never meant Apple it juice? Well. No, no. I, I kind of know what you're picturing, a like color. a Macintosh, that red that fades into yeah. yellow. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to smear some of that on Beautiful. my canvas. Beautiful, yeah. That sounded... Anyway, mm. so where was I? Pot, 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 pot. Oh, Mother okay. Love. So then you find the you find this woman, and she finds you. You, the man, reminds uh, her some on some level. I don't even think it's that fucking deep. I don't think it's that no, deeply it's that hidden. Yeah. That you're like you're kind of like my dad. That's why we have all these daddy issue guys. Oh, sure. This is why girls like to get spanked, not to make it weird. It's yeah. the name of the show. What the fuck is going on here? With the, like, it's right under our nose, yeah. and nobody talks about it. You yeah. start going like, oh, you're kind of fucking your dad, and everyone's like, fucking weirdo Freudian bullshit. Fuck you. Yeah. You, you, you say daddy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not everybody, not but I'm everybody, just saying, yeah. like, but I've, I've never done it's that. It's always good to, like, when you're dating someone, to make a list of, like, how are you like my mom slash dad? Right. How are you not like my mom slash right. dad? And if you don't have enough in that second column, fuck and break up with that person. Yeah, that's interesting. Because you can't. It's, yeah. it's mac and cheese yeah. my th- is what my therapist... It's a comfort food with no nutritional content. No, n- nutritional. Like, this feels comfortable. Because you never get to grow as long as someone is keeping you in the role of a child. Oh, <laughs> And they'll keep you in that familiar place. Because everyone's comfortable in it. That's and you'll the crazy feel, part. And you'll feel, I, I don't mean physically fat, you'll just melt into the couch in Absolutely. your brain. And Absolutely. you'll be like, I'm going nowhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's and it's so comfortable for both people because the one who is the parent gets to be 
taking care of someone. Yeah. And you know who's never going to leave you? Someone that you were taking care of everything for. Yes. They were never leaving you. The dependents. Yeah. They said that on The Simpsons. Homer was like, I don't know what else I can offer you other than dependence. Yeah. Complete, exactly. utter dependence. And that's it's what such Marge a great is. System. That's one yeah. of the biggest, biggest relationships where it's like, he's the knucklehead who yeah. can't do anything right but gets right. to do everything while Marge kind of just goes like, I'm the naysayer. And that's the new like beta male style of relationships yeah that i i end up writing about it a lot because it's it's when i I write relationship columns for different websites and it's a huge thing of like i all i know i'm a i'm kind of an alpha female that's a horrible phrase but i'm kind of and and a lot of my female friends are and a lot of my female friends who have master's degrees doctorals are dating waiters are Uh, in relationships with waiters and they yeah they're they need them. Yeah. And and these women just have and they're friends of mine and I've been in relationships like this where you you go out do all your shit all day long and you come home to a guy who is going to be there. He's yeah. going to be in your house. Of course he, he doesn't is. have any We have friends like this. Exactly. I have friends a- where absolutely. I'm like he'll be available. Absolutely. And, and you keep them around they're wonderful. And it's lovely, but it's not helping anybody grow. It's not he- and and there are, and let me say there are relationships like that that totally work and that right. both couple both people are very happy, they're progressing, they're having but you're not really going to emotionally get anywhere if yeah. in a relationship where the person needs you to survive. Oh, neat. that's something I was yeah. just talking about where I was like, uh, I think this was last night. I was like, if I see um, a waitress, there's an allure to that. I'm not putting down a waitress. I waited tables for many yeah. years. And so there's a comfort to that. It's not very threatening. Yeah. Again, not putting it down. Yeah. I think it's pretty clear. I'm a nice guy. I'm not putting it down. Pete <laughs> is a nice guy. <laughs> Can I just wear a shirt that says that? I didn't mean it. You took it the wrong way if you're upset. I'm a nice person. I'm a, I'm a nice person. On the back. That's on the back. Right, right, right. <laughs> there's too much text. Yeah, for the front. too much text. So I see a girl and she's a waitress and I love waitresses because there's that built in uh, rapport. I'm That's like, interesting. Like, I like that. And they have to. They kind of have they to gotta, talk to you. Well, gotta... you've been to many meals with me. I'm like George Costanza. I go, she, she doesn't like me. She's not into me. Like, I, yeah. Not I'm also eating. a waiter. I'm a waiter, waitress, talker, tour. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Me too. I want to make sure they're okay. I having a good sure time. I get it. I'm like, yeah, served for three years. No big deal. <laughs> uh, but then I start going like, here's my fucked up fucking problem is that I'll date uh, a waitress. And then I, maybe I guess you'd call this a savior complex mm. where I'm like, okay, I'm going to date this girl. She hates her job. There's no way she likes working right. at fucking Chibo. Yeah. It's the restaurant across the street. It's delicious. I it's like a great it. restaurant. Yeah, like yeah man. The wait staff does seem happy. They do seem happy. <laughs> Pretty fulfilled. So anyway, you, I, I'm like, we're going to date. Uh, she's going to see that I have a lot of free time. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of time where I'm just bumming around. Mm-hmm. It's like being a firefighter. We've said before, there's a lot of time sitting around and then the bell rings. And like Kumail had to leave dinner yeah, yesterday to go to, to, leave to dinner, yeah. like a very urgent thing. We had a live show yesterday that he, he and he I missed. together, the indoor kids, that he missed because he was But I was something. also saying when we were at the Thai place, he had to join SAG. Otherwise, he wasn't going to do this thing for the Absolutely. movie. So it's like being a firefighter. You're sitting there. Hurry and, and wait. Yeah, here we are. And we're all a bunch of jerks. And we're eating our food. And who cares? Not a care in the world. Fucking the red phone from Batman rings. Yeah, literally and, was. And Kumail leaves. Had to go. Was yeah. gone. Was gone. For hours. For, like, we stayed there for like two and a half hours. He came back. His food, where the wild things are style, was not hot. <laughs> I thought it was cold. I realized I was wrong. Was well, still spicy though. It was, of course, yeah. so spicy. <laughs> so sp- we sing that song. We go to this very spicy uh, Thai place, and we go. I can feel it coming out my face and butt. 
so spicy. And then Kumail always nails it. He always goes, so spicy. He does the second one. He does the second so spicy. Because you just sit there and eat it and sweat and anticipate pooping. And your nose goes, it's truth serum. Anticipate pooping. It's the best thing. That's the name of my album. Do we remember what we were saying? We were talking about... Oh, oh, the, oh, okay. So waitress, firefighter. waitress, waitress firefighter, yes. and then she's gonna see that lifestyle, and then uh, it's it's a it's it's not like we're not like fucking rock stars. I don't want to sound too lofty. I'm just saying we're just these people doing this weird thing, right? But uh, you know, it's gonna get. I, I'm, I'm already ahead of myself, and I'm like, you're gonna start wanting like, and I'll just be like, don't don't go in, just don't go, in. like call in, and then I'll be like, because your, your job's not important. Quit your job. I'll take care of you. Quit your job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fucking weird. Fuck. Because I've been in dreams. those. I've been in that relationship. Exactly. Yeah. Let me help you <laughs> who the fuck am i let me help you but i want to help because that's that dad thing yeah either i'm gonna date someone that's my mom i'm, I'm again not my mom right but like who's gonna mother me right or i'm gonna daddy somebody yeah and that's fucking weird too yeah but anyway i i think we got kind of off the point the point was like i don't understand why i can't just be like she's a waitress and i don't need to save her why not just ha- why not just right because that's she can if do that if nice she time. wanted to yeah, I. You know what? This is the fucked up thing we talk about all the time. Is I don't believe girls. Yeah, yeah. I don't. This believe is a big them. thing. And we. I remember. I think it was back in New York. You said something, and you were like, uh, you were talking about a girl you were dating, and you were like, well, I don't want to. I don't. I. You know. I think maybe we should break up. It's not. This is because this is not a good relationship for her. And I was like, can't you just let her make that decision? Yeah, oh, <laughs> like, that's interesting. Like, why is that not her call? Why do you have to decide? And then if the real yeah, because story, I don't. Tr- I don't trust them to take care of themselves, yeah. and I don't believe them when they tell me what they mean. If a girl is like. I like my job. I really like it. I You'd see like, people. I'd be you like, just don't know. Nah, what you're you don't. About. Yeah, no, no, you don't. Hear. But maybe she does. Absolutely. I, I really like somebody that likes what they what they do. Because why is this the answer always? You should go back to school. It's always like, I'll put you through school. You want to be a photographer? It's a problem, man. It's well, a thing. it's a weird thing. The writers I know date girls who are not writers. Yeah. And then uh, they see these writers. These I'm talking about TV writers. Yeah. Uh, and. It happens in not just one case, but several cases. I know girlfriend becomes a writer or it, becomes so an seductive. aspiring writer. Well, look at me. And I can't. What was fucking... I before this? Well, that's what I'd, I'd love to talk about. <laughs> this. It's like uh, your relationship to comedy. How you met Kumail? You met Kumail at a show. I did. I've I've always been a comedy fan. Comedy's always been incredibly important to me. I would tape stand up. Fuck specials. you! I hate you. Well, no, <laughs> no. I just hate your fucking perfect answers. I want to put you in a catapult and send you into a volcano. One shot. What? One shot. That's all it would take. Swish. And I'd be like, okay, Pete, <laughs> let's do this. It's an adventure. Yeah, of course you have a good spirit about that. Too. Yeah, I think. Fuck you. Comedy's always been important to you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> On behalf it's of us all, it's important to a lot of a lot of girls out there. Now, here's there are a couple <laughs> things that I did that I think maybe girls would question me on and think that I did not do the right thing. But what I was a full time therapist. I'd been working as a therapist. I have a master's degree, couples and family therapy. Very serious about my career. Yep. Um, also very into comedy. Um, and I met Kumail at a show, and hey. we hey. were friends it, of friends. Is it Emily? Yeah, oh it was. It was God. Emily, and never the twain shall meet. And uh, <laughs> and we started dating, and it went really well. And then um, it was a couple of things. How did he ask you out? You said no the first yeah, time. Yeah, he asked That's me out, and at. I said no to him, and because I was trying not to date anyone at the time, I was going. Uh, I was in therapy at the time, and right. I was very much like, I don't want to. That's my thing right now. I'm going to be celibate. Right. Uh, and then. 
I realized that I had hung out with him one night and I two nights later I was having I was thinking about us hanging out and it just thinking about it was more fun than anything else I'd done oh. in like a week. And I was like, I can't not hang out with this guy. This is stupid. Oh god. I know, I'm sorry. This no, is so cheesy. Gushy. And so then I called I this texted is- him and asked him out. Oh yeah! So I was like, "Oh, after you had said no." After I said no, I don't understand. You, he asked you, "Hey, you want to go?" Out? And I said no. And I said, "I like you very much, but I'm not dating anybody right now." Oh, but we were already kind of hanging out. Uh, like we'd hang where? Out. Well, like comedy stuff, we'd hang out. Like we'd You'd be at comedy at shows. shows, and then we'd go. This is somewhere. in Chicago. Yeah, post Pete though. Post Pete, I'm gone. Yeah, you're out of here. And Camille's then still there. Camille's still there. We would go to comedy shows, meet at comedy shows, and then sometimes we'd leave and hang out afterwards. Um, sometimes we would just text each other a lot, and then. Um, but we had not hung out like a ton. And then he was like, do you want to go on like a real date? Like, do you want to, he was like, I'm going to make this clear. It's not, which yeah. I really respected. He wasn't yeah. like, do you want to hang out? Oh God. He was like, let's go on a date. And I, I think said, about no. you all the time. Cause I pussyfoot around girls sometimes and I can hear Emily going, that's a real turn off. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I, I am the king of like these, like I'll get a flirty email and somebody's cute and I'll just be like, yeah. it doesn't matter what words yeah. I'm using. I might as well it's, just It sounds like, the same either way. Yeah. Fucking Don Draper it up. Yeah. Shoot some Scott, but put it, on a tie and be like, like you. We like the flirty emails too we like that too yeah, it's both ways but uh stupid. so i asked him to <laughs> hang out to go on a date with me to go to dinner with me and we've we've basically been together ever since i would say we yeah we've been basically right. together ever since so and that's what i was saying what <clears throat> we moved to new york together so that Kumail could pursue comedy full time and i was very willing to support him because i knew did my, he did before that move did he go i'm gonna need you to i'm feeling vulnerable today <laughs> For the next couple of years, I'm going to be I'm the gonna vulnerable I'm going to go ahead one. and be the baby. There's an element of, like, fucking take it on the chin. Emily, you took shit on the chin. I, you have to. Yeah. My marriage oh, fell yeah. apart partly because my wife was tired of taking it on the chin. And this is what I was going to say. And I respect that. Right. I just want to get that I, out. I have the same conversation with girlfriends of comedians, Every uh, the same conversation with every single one. Um, what I had to do for my own sanity, I love this man enough. Uh, and but I also realized that separate from this man was this career was this like yen he had to do comedy and yeah. I loved it and respected it but in order for my sanity I had to start thinking of it as being separate from him and I literally we used this analogy yesterday when he was stuck filming he, it's a dog that we bought and for the most part the dog is awesome and does little tricks for us and is happy but sometimes it shits all over the floor and I fucking hate that dog oh this is so good so <laughs> only way to really make it okay because your comedy dog <laughs> your comedy dog i wasn't i'm not when when kamel literally because he would do this when things started to pick up he would go hey listen uh stella just called i have to leave tomorrow to go on tour with them for a week right i would be so upset like how dare you interrupt my life with this but in my head I also knew of course you have to do this of course right, you do. Right, right. so i had to start thinking of it as something outside of kamel and outside of me just this other thing that we have to feed sometimes. Right. Yeah. And sometimes it poops on the floor. Most of the time it's awesome. Yeah. Sometimes it poops on the floor. We've said, I love the dog thing. We, I, I, I think I might be wrong. I think the dog thing might be better because I've said it's like a three-way, which is which feels, it is a little bit like a three-way. It's a weird power balance. Yeah, for it, sure. And it helps. And I think you've come up in this conversation. So if, if, uh, if uh, you and Kumail are together and comedy is this other girl, yeah. it helps if you're bi-curious. It does help a little bit because if I want to fuck comedy, which right. maybe was the truth of your ex-wife. She didn't want to Fuck that oh, girl. she didn't want. Yeah, she didn't no, want she didn't girl. want to fuck comedy, and she yeah. she she didn't want to be with the guy that was fucking comedy either. Yeah, that, that didn't really do it for yeah. her. Yeah, and it doesn't. It's not going to do it. it. It is a hard road. Being a comedian's girlfriend is not an an easy road. Yeah, it's a very worth it road, but it's not always an easy road. But and you, I literally changed my whole career. Yeah, in. It, because I wanted to, but also I have to admit, partially because chin. It, 
It, yeah. On the chin. No, partially because it, it meant that I got to be with my husband more. I could have a full-time job at an, at an office right. being a therapist where when my husband goes out of town, I don't go with him. I just right. say, bye, see you later. You know, you know what I like about the dog? What? You know Kumail loves you more than comedy. I do. Because it's a dog. It is a dog. It's lovable and wonderful. It's better than my analogy because it mine's the three-way. Yeah, you might fall in love with that Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of... Maybe because you made up that analogy, maybe that tells you where you were. Yeah, well, I'm only here to tell you I'm flawed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only here to work shit out. There should be like a little tone that plays when you say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I need help, and you're the person that uh, helps me all the time. It's a, but there, there, there's an element like moving. So you sh- shifted your life around. I did shift. You're a in lot Chicago. Of my life he's like, right I got to go to New York. I was like, the let's fucking do it. Dog, yeah, won't need stop to go shitting to on the floor. He keeps telling me he needs to see Central Park. But also, part of my life is that how dare I ever think that I know what I should be doing next. Why wouldn't I move to New York? I've always wanted to live in New York. But people, why wouldn't like you're depressing me now because people think they do like I, I see people make irrational choices all the time yeah. where there's like fuck you man I'm not leaving Seattle or I, I just picked a ra- not, I just picked a random why town. is it that you're stuck on any town I know, what what but is like, it you know control there is a lot of and and that you're, was you're like my friends oh, are can we here get real my weird? job is here i'm ready to get real weird are you ready yeah, for this yeah i just yes. i have moved from state to state with another guy before yeah and that did not go as well and i got very resentful and very angry Ooh. i moved from north carolina to chicago with a guy and a uh, good guy god bless him but we approached it very poorly and that he was like you should be happy that i'm taking you out of north carolina Ooh. which is not the way that you should approach that it should be me it you be, and the dog we've made this decision going together on an adventure. We're going on an adventure which is how kumail and i well, that, approached oh, it oh that's right you told me that he says when he books a show he says we booked a show he does this is so fucking <laughs> saccharine and amazing <laughs> I don't even mean saccharine in a bad way. Yeah. I guess I guess that's a negative word. I just mean it's incredibly sweet. And it's something that we both work very hard at. Both of us. Yeah, do. no, it doesn't. Nobody yeah, thinks you guys are too. And I've, <laughs> I, I'd like to put it out there. I've seen you guys have disagreements. And Absolutely. Stuff, and it's great. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's great because I was in a conflict free marriage. I never once raised my voice or even raised your fucking voice. She yeah. can handle it. Yeah, I never one time. Well, we need we need to get back to that. I yeah. suppose. Well, but I so mean, like, things. so under, underneath the surface, just like good old-fashioned Anglo-Saxon white people, yeah. there was a lot of shit bubbling and brewing that destroyed So much it. bubbling. And that's what I've learned. Resentment, to me, is the biggest killer of any relationship. Low-building, oh, yeah. low-level resentment that uh, over time builds up contempt. and can't go away. Yes, contempt, contempt. and resentment. There's n- that is the worst they thing s- for a relationship. They said that in, uh, I believe it's the tipping point. Yeah, that's uh, true. Where, I, I read yeah, it as well. Yeah, that's right. Where they were like the number one thing. Yeah. The indicator that you'll get divorced. Now, this guy, it's a pretty stacked deck because half of marriages, I think it might even be more than half. 60%. 60 or something. And in divorce. So it's just, you know. Sure. You Most thro- likely. throw some darts and be like, I'm right all the yeah. time. But he said it was contempt. And contempt was always, uh, or one of the ways that contempt shows itself is rolling your eyes at somebody. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God. Everything Jesus clicks. Jesus Christ. Everything that that is the worst thing to do to somebody. It is. Roll your eyes. Yeah. He's like, I really, just, I, I really want to go see my parents for Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, just. I can uh, feel it. And, oh, and I, suicide I pact right then. I'll do stuff like that every once in a while. And then I will catch myself and be like, oh, I can't be this girl that does this. Yeah. I can't. I, this is not how I feel. This is a stupid reaction I'm having. Yeah. But everybody goes through those moments. But the, the low-level resentment of like, 
I'm just going to get mm. through this, keep my head down, get through this. Yeah. What is this? This is your life. Yeah. This is your life. <laughs> you can't keep your head down and just like, whatever. Okay, yeah. fine. You're, I'm not happy with this, but whatever. Which I think maybe, you know, part of what your ex-wife did was like, keep keeping your head down during all this comedy stuff. Wondering when yeah, it would like, settle down or something. Never going to settle. You have to be okay worse. with that. Yeah. You have to be okay. I mean, if it was bad. See, I'm, I'm going, it's about to get better. And she was probably like, it's about to get, to get worse. worse. Yeah. Because we lived in Park Slope. Yeah. Which is like one of the greatest places on earth. Gorgeous. If you're me. Yeah. And she uh, she grew up in Maine and just wanted to like run and see deer and stuff. Stuff that I don't understand. Like the football thing. Yeah. And, be like, and now I have a negative attachment to it because that's what she liked. Even there though I still love nature. But yeah. I just felt myself being like fucking look at deer, you stupid idiot. You can go idiot. on vacation to do that. And I'm a country girl. I love nature more than anything. Yeah. But I know that I can get that. Yeah. I don't have to live there 24 hours a day. Yeah. I, Just, th- yeah. I think it really does come down to you, Noke, and I know that Kumail loves you more uh, than comedy. That is true. That's a big deal. If I if I did not feel that way, that would be... Because now you're on board. Your other relationship, yeah. it's like you should be... You could consider yourself lucky that we went to Chicago. It's like, oh, come fuck, fuck yourself forever. <laughs> yeah. And I can see that in Kumail that he's like... We got it. We're going to Edinburgh. Yeah. It's, my impression is getting worse as we go. Uh, <laughs> but that is literally like, oh, we can, we're going to go to Australia. And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, we are. Hell yeah. God, it's amazing. Well, um, I, I'd love to recreate some of the conversations that we've had about my fucked up perception. Uh, just because uh, one of the things I like doing on the show is sharing the yeah. things that I've learned from sure. what we've talked about. And one of the things that keeps coming up is my almost inability to see women as real people. Yeah. You and know you know, I mean? this comes up a lot I, with comedians. I hope people general. know what I mean by that. No, no, that no, sounds I, crazy. You, you, and you, I, you are you very respectful. Yeah, absolutely. You're very respectful. You have a lot of respect for women in, and and for me, I don't ever, I don't think that you're a misogynist, but I think there's a certain way that people are raised and there's a certain way that's just like, I can't, I don't know where it comes from, but where you just see women as, as, uh, as much as you want to, and they, they might be interesting to you or whatever, as, as creatures that you need to take care of. Yeah. Well, that goes back to the pedestal. That, yeah. that, yes, oh, fucking so stupid. That goes back to the "I don't believe you" thing. If yeah. a girl is like, "I'm cool," we don't have to see each other this weekend. Right. I'm just like, I don't believe you. What's also difficult about that is that often she will be lying. I've said that. I and know. Been lying well, like we, crazy. we've <laughs> talked about that. My track record for relationships, and believe me, they're, they're wonderful girls, each and every one of them. It's not. It's not. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I made a face. I rolled my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Contempt towards my relationship. I literally rolled my eyes. That was it's, horrible. It's uh. Oh, what was I thinking? Pot, pot, pot. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No. Uh, what were we saying? My uh, relationships with girls. Uh, they've all been the same. Katie. Oh right, 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 and and you're you're always like you're gonna you're gonna be with somebody that isn't gonna this is gonna it, my my narcissism plays into that sure you're gonna come into somebody that isn't gonna want to be with you who doesn't want to see you all the time and all that sort of stuff and I, I've had a, a bad or good track record with people that do <laughs> confirm my suspicion that, that, you're that girls awesome. <laughs> are lying yeah if they're like I don't want to hang out with you every day I don't want to see you all the time I don't want to know where this is going. I'm just casual. I don't give a fuck. Let's have a three-way. And you're like, bullshit. I don't believe you. Fuck you. But you want to be in a canoe with me right now. But, just me and you. What and we're going to pack really a picnic. upset about, though? That people are... are why, why, why is that so upsetting to you if a girl is trying to hide her hand and just be like listen i may want to be with you in a canoe right now but right. i'm going to be with i'm going to think with my head right now and say let's let's take it slow right w- why is that so bad what's so bad about that no there's nothing bad about that i just don't believe them i guess i yeah. like I, and i i'm here to tell you that i know that that's flawed thinking yeah. it's good to know your blind spot this is my blind spot this is my weakness yeah. and a girl can pretend to be cool mm-hmm. and i'll just be like 
deep down, I, I bet you'd love to spend a lazy Sunday just, you know, right. so cooking you, breakfast together. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't believe you that you, uh, you love Neil Diamond. <laughs> That was my good example, or or like, uh, or or you love uh, comedy. Like, I'd be suspicious well, of somebody that was like, "I really love comedy. It's so important to me." I'd be like, "Did right. you listen to the Emily Gordon podcast?" <laughs> well, and part of my thing is, I think maybe it is true. Like, if I were single and I was dating someone, and and they were, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna this Sunday morning. I'm gonna head home." Uh, and right. they were like, well, wouldn't you rather – that's not true. Wouldn't you rather be here making breakfast with me? And I'd be like, yeah, I totally would because what you really are saying is what I would want is to be settled into a lovely relationship. Yep. But that doesn't mean that doing that action now means that we're that close. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's a false intimacy that I think a lot of people jump into just because you cook breakfast with someone on Sunday morning yeah. that you've known for two dates. Well, this That is... doesn't mean that you're you're – together forever and that you've got a good relationship You're shining a harsh light on my bullshit <laughs> it's just so it feels so good to be known even though i know i'm wrong right. because what i'll do is what i'm looking for just as much as i am looking for sex and i think this goes for guys and girls uh will be like i'm looking for the little earmarks of comfort and security exactly and you, you want to fast forward to Netflix nights. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh I mean, that's and a, well, a lot of girls do. And, and, I, and I will. I'll go on those like epic four day dates. And, <laughs> and I'll You're just be known like, for them. and now I'm in a relationship. Yeah. And that's where I'm comfortable because I want to fast forward to it. And I, I don't know if I said this on the show before, if I said on stage or something, but it was like the, the thing about the, the, I'm almost, I want to work on a bit about it. It's like fucking is okay. Yeah. People are like, fucking is okay. Totally cool. You go on a, out to a, whatever, a bar, I don't know what people are doing, and you meet somebody, and then you take them home, and I, I'm being crass, but I'm being crass for a point. You can put your dick in them. Straight up in them. All up inside. All up inside. In the mouth, in the yeah. vaginas. Every available, well, probably not the- Maybe not the butt. Maybe not the butt, but maybe. <laughs> and uh, I'm just saying, like, the most intimate shit <laughs> on the planet. Intimate. Yeah. But it's just sexual. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sexual intimacy, uh, so it's not relational, I suppose. But it's weird to me that then, after you uh, ejaculate on this person's ass, <laughs> it's not okay to spoon. It's not okay to let them sleep on you. Well, that's the thing. Here's the thing: which that, is more intimate? Well, I just went down you on argue. you. You can I argue. Went down on you. Yeah. But there's and different then, but intimacies. I, I, I now I think I did it in just this conversation. I was yeah. like, that's the sexual intimacy, I yeah. suppose. And then there's the relationship intimacy, right? Because when a girl says to you, "Yes, I would," like when a girl says, "No, I'm just going to go home," as much as I would like to stay here and right. make breakfast with you, I want to earn it. I want to earn yeah. us making breakfast together. I don't Ooh, want it to see, be. See, I would yeah. believe that. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking catapult to a volcano, Emily. <laughs> Again, knocking it out of the park. That's 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 exactly right. That's the stupid. We I should want to we earn fake it, it too. We fake it. I'm faking it. You're faking it. I'm faking <laughs> it. When when you start dating a girl as you've done in the past and like day 2 you guys are picking out jewelry together, right. not, yeah, not a sure, wedding ring. Sure, sure. I'm like you guys are you're 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 taking I'm, the moments that earmark a relationship and yeah. you're putting them before the fucking horse. There's no horse. Right. It's just a goddamn cart. Yeah, I think this There's is There's no horse. This is the damage of of a divorce. Sure, absolutely because you're like I was there already. Yeah, I was there. Just let me get there. Right, I was and yeah. my my marriage wasn't perfect. I look out back back on it actually and I'm kind of like how childish. It was a childish sure. kind of You playing sit, house. Playing house. That's what yeah. And I, I know that might sound like a guy who's hurt trying to minimize <laughs> it, but that's literally I think if you looked at it, yeah. saw the footage, watched the highlight reel you'd be like those were a couple kids playing house but 
I do have that kind of like the nesting thing, the safety thing, sure. the security thing, the reliable thing. One of the most unromantic things I said to my wife, which is part of why I think it didn't work, is I was like, <laughs> you know what I love about marriage is that the book is closed. You're just, oh, you're just done. Oh, God. I know. But I, what my I, what vagina I, closed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sealed like a football. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, that's a terrible yeah, image. Don't, don't terrible image. I never will again. Uh, but the, exactly, that'll dry up a nice moist vag yeah. immediately. Because that's it's not the what least you romantic thing in the book. world. But what, what was I saying? I was saying I would like to pursue comedy, something that takes a hundred percent of my brain, right, and a hundred percent of my being. Yeah. And I literally would say, not even knowing how stupid and naive, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. That I'm saying, like, I love that I've just checked the relationship box. Oh, the Who box. Who wants to Check be the, the ink in a box? Yeah. I'm the ink in a box? Good for you. Like, I, I've said this before on the show, and a lot, of, a lot of these relationship talks have to do with my divorce and healing and moving forward yeah. and trying to be reasonable. I get it, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get it. Well, and and I have a couple things to say. This get out of here, ink in the box. One one thing that we haven't discussed, which maybe you weren't going to bring up, is that I'm also divorced. I I have been through this rigmarole. It's on the paper myself. uh, And and when I've been divorced for a while, and my first husband, we got married too young. Lovely guy. We have no problems with each other. Got divorced. It just it was also that same thing. Both of us had the oh we've checked this off. Didn't you? I did. I I'm making the, the gun. Gun. I pulled the motion. trigger uh, because I have a very vivid memory of being in you and Kumail's car in Chicago on the way to a funeral. On the way to a funeral. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, we so don't. We don't sad. have to bring it, it up. Sad. We don't bring. It I up. know this, this. That's everybody in Chicago. I you know. just go sh- and everybody just. It's like oh. just for a minute. Yeah. Uh, so we're on. A, uh, uh, it's a sad occasion, anyway. A very sad occasion, anyway. And I had just gotten divorced, mm-hmm. so uh, I've, I, the the funeral was way sadder. Oh, I just sure. like to go out and say that. But I was in a I was in a pretty fucked up place. The world was changing. The first person, For the first person I knew Absolutely. died. Yeah. I had grandparents and stuff, but like it's not, not the be, same. Not Somebody your it's age, not the same. Yeah. Somebody your age dies, and you're like, oh, okay, this, this isn't happen. just a ride that just goes forever, is it? And uh, marriage isn't just a magical candy land that goes forever no. necessarily. No. And I'm in the back seat of your car. And we're driving. Uh, it's me, you, Kumail, Ryan Ridley. <laughs> and uh, Ridley. And uh, I was talking about my divorce. And I was saying, like, I was saying something like, oh, I don't know. She just wasn't feeling it. And she was like, it's not the right person. And it's wrong to be in the And I'm being sad. Mm-hmm. And you, I saw you and Kumail shoot your secret lover eyes at each other as if to say, should I tell him now that his wife was right? <laughs> You knew the time. Well, I've been wrong before, but I think in that moment you knew the timing was so wrong. There's just a time to be like, I'm sad. Something happened to me. Yeah. And what you and Kumail have helped me do is realize that things don't happen to you. No, you have a part in every part. Leave you. Yeah. You were part. You're a participant, and it should be empowering because otherwise you feel like a victim. Like it is empowering me, but like no, I I had a part in this. It wasn't my fault. Yes, of course I had a part in this. Everybody has a part in everything. You're deteriorating yeah. it, even though the things in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to go uh, do shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have this thing. Whatever it was that rubbed her the wrong way, honestly, I'm not even sure. Right. But those were her things. Yeah. They wouldn't have been my things. Right, exactly. But they were her things. Because that thing that you said earlier when you were like, to your wife, uh, you know, you're like, I have, I'm going to pursue comedy and that's going to take 100% of my brain and my yeah. energy. What I would have said to you was, find more percents. It's yeah. not enough for you to put me on a Free shelf. Free up, liquefy some assets. Yeah, you can't put me on a shelf. And and I've said that yeah. to Kamel this whole time. I, I was like, in exchange for me uh, absolutely being understanding of everything that you have to do, you have to find 
the headspace for me too. You yeah. can't you can't just wait for me. Like, we'll, I'm not going to wait for you. We talk about TJ and I talk about this. We all talk about it. It's a dangerous thing. This is an art, and I don't care what you do for a living. Again, talk, talking to the listener here. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you weirdos do for a living, but it's a dangerous thing to give anything 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> and I laugh at what I say because I know I'm giving it 100%. Right. It's, it's, and, it, and it can be... I would not we- say that of you. I would say lately you've gotten more extracurricular activities. What do you mean? The, you certainly the- like you, you're, you know, the fact that you're exercising, you're walking right. and, and, and uh, you're, you're watching more movies, you're painting, like you're playing, like you, yeah, you do have things that are not comedy related. That's that all, doing. that's all an effort to be like this. This is the energy that would be going into girlfriend. You know what I mean? Well, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever it is. I, I, so to say that you're 100% in comedy, I would not agree with that. I would well, say that, I love yeah. that. Yeah. I lo- so I guess what we're seeing there with those efforts that uh, you're, you're very kind to notice is, a, is an attempt to not end up the lonely genius. I'm not calling myself a genius. I'm just saying. <laughs> kind of bored. <laughs> uh, no, no. no. Certainly I, I will with you off mic. Sure. But not on the show. Oh, I got you. I got you. I'm talking about, uh, I always talk about There Will Be Blood, the guy who gives it everything literally murders people yeah. and fakes a son and then at the end he's in his house his huge mansion with a butler getting drunk and shooting his television not his television but shooting like a yeah. painting and i was like there's a potential in a lot of us and again it doesn't matter if you're a comedian or an architect it doesn't matter yeah if you pour everything it's almost selfish even if it, what are, the type of selfish that Kumail and I are is rewarded, yeah, people are like, Very much. thanks for being so selfish right. and sharing these thoughts, you fucking lofty dick. But I mean, like, it's applauded. Yeah. It's rewarded. And then, like, so I don't want to end up like Adam Sandler's character in Funny People, you know, yeah. alone and yeah. just loaded and being like, you want to ride segways in my basement? Yeah. And th- and that's the thing I tell comedians a lot when I talk to com- and not that uh, some of them do come to me for advice. No, they don't always. I'm not. Of course they do. Well, I'm, but I'm not. That I'm, was the first weird thing we didn't. I just didn't flesh it out. Is that you're you're also our therapist? That was. Yeah. We've had a lot of show ideas where we're like the Emily <laughs> therapist. Like, I'd never do that. Mm. Uh, it'd be very scary. But what I do say to a lot of comedians is, and, and, and you know, I love comedy, and I feel like I, I know a lot about comedy. I will never know as much about comedy as y- you guys that actually do it. So I, every bit of advice I say is always tempered with you guys know what you're doing but i don't think that there's ever a time where you're like you can you don't have to burn yourself out completely you can be a whole person yes. and still be very very funny right and, and arguably funnier arguably funny chris uh we had uh chris on our podcast and i don't know how it came up hardwick. We're talking about yeah hardwick sorry the chris i actually thought you meant chris rock I oh like, no, we did not sweet. on our video game podcast yeah. let's get into it uh we had hardwick on it and he was like he was talking about quitting drinking and he yeah. was like no one's ever become less funny from stopping from not drinking that's true no one's ever done that everyone thinks that they will put exactly as a comedian would put it it's true and 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 no one's ever become less funny from having a life for god's sakes because if all you do is comedy you don't even get any new material i know you start doing bits about doing bits you start doing bits about doing other shows like who are you yeah your material is people people coming up to you after a show you're a cannibal that's why it became hack or whatever or well-trodden at least to talk about airports and hotels yeah because that's what comedians do and that's what you know yeah Yeah. and i you know I was just going to quote myself. Marin made fun of me because I was going to go. I've always said, I quote myself. What is going Jesus on up Christ here? Me. What is going? On? I know what is going on. But uh, you got to live a life worth commenting on. 
That's something Ooh, I've always believed on. Yeah. yeah. Because, but, uh, well, thank you. I always, I used to, see, that's what's the thing that's confusing about the divorces. I used to cancel shows all the time. I'd make a point of it. I'd be like, right. let's fucking go to the country. We but also, to, let's do things that are, like, I, you know. I think 70% of our relationship was spent in bed and breakfast. <laughs> you know what I mean? No one's <laughs> commenting on those. So. <laughs> because that, to me, like, it, well, and that's a, that's a whole other thing. But, like, I've definitely, to Kamel, when he's gotten way too into work, been like, we need to go have a life experience so that yeah. you can, if only but for. you guys are so good about that that's well, why you have like the pumpkin carving which i didn't go to no i should have gone to that you should have it was fun we uh it, 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 it's a sociopathic thought process of the comedian i walk around sometimes and I, i've noticed lately i'm going uh i'm going to chicago then i'm going to seattle then i'm going to san francisco then I'm when going is this? to austin it'll say soon? at the top of the show when the dates are those are my tour dates oh that's fun is that coming up very soon I ended this month. Oh, that's fine. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, it might have already happened. I don't know when this is going to go out, although I'm loving it. I, 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 get the feel, I get the feeling every time we're doing it, I'm like, this is the next one. Yeah, I know. I, I always do that. I'm like, this is definitely better that. than anything we've done. But I, I sincerely mean that. But I'm like, I'm getting that feeling where I'm like, fuck, I am becoming unrelatable. I, I worry about that. I worry that about sense. on the podcast saying something where I, it's just like, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like on the Neil Brennan episode we were talking about in our rider and we want to eat like a sandwich at a certain right. time. It's like somebody – Real relatable. <laughs> somebody commented. It's like, what do you think you are? Surgeons? <laughs> fucking take it easy. Go, take like, some fu- go tell some fucking jokes. Yeah. Eat whatever they put in front of you. Dance for us. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking clown. And it's, it's like, yeah. yes. I, but I, those, the reason I mentioned those cities is I'm like – I I really want to go to a place and just not be uh, constantly thinking about show business. Absolutely, and, and because it, because I I've seen those people that just lose it. Though you guys are my friends, where it's like let's go to Joshua Tree, yeah. And fucking do something. Like, just last night I was telling you that I was like, we got to do something. We got to – we have these amazing, lovely friends. Yeah. Some of the funniest people in the country. Yeah. And it's a thing we could do is get a house up Why in not? the mountains. Why not? we doing it all the time, right? Why don't we do it all the time? We yeah. have a free weekend somewhere. Sometimes. There's got to be, but that's the hard part, though. Scheduling the dog. with comedians. Yeah. The, the fuck, dog. We all have we our bring, dogs. Bring the dogs? Are we going to bring all these dogs? Well, I think there has to be an understanding. We have to put our uh, dogs in the Kettles. decks. Yeah. In the kennels because you have to turn dog. our phones off. I mean, at this point, a vacation for me is I go to a place. We were talking about this. I go to a place where I can swim, and it's uh, one of the benefits is I put my phone in my locker. Yeah. You have two, three hours where you, you literally can't. can't yeah, and I'm, I can't. I go on walks without my phone, and it's it's fucking. Is it the great. best? I love it. Yeah, it's hard. I don't always do it. Catapult into a volcano. But That's, also, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. This forever. is gonna be another one that you're gonna hate, but uh, love hate. But uh, Kamal and I will sometimes tell people we're going out of town, and then we don't go out of town. We stay in our house and we don't tell anybody. We get delivery so nobody sees us. We literally pretend that we're out of town. We've done it several times. Oh, no. it's, it's a podcast. I'm really sorry. People can't see the look on my face. He's grimacing. It's He's a, grimacing like a monkey. It's so painful and so beautiful. It's like it's like I'm watching a video of my own death. I'm oh like, no. Oh. No, I just mean what else would be painful, but you're also kinda like, wow, look at the way look my head spins and it's kinda like three hundred. Oh, like you actually dying? It's a bad example. I was trying to think of something that would be painful, but you're also kind of in awe. And I was thinking of having an out-of-body experience watching yourself die. Oh, that'd be kind of weird, huh? Yeah. Let's talk about... Um, that's a weird segue. Yeah. Always, always, oh, we're getting to this one? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. I'm ready. Well, one of the really... This is, this is just unequivocally... Unequivocally? Unequivocally. 
That means that we're getting it, it to the real weirdness. Yeah. I just mean like this is interesting to anybody. Is that uh, what, what? Okay, let me frame it this way. Uh, Emily was in a coma. I was in a coma. Everybody. We're talking about the coma. Yeah, I, I don't need. I don't. I, I get the discomfort that Kumail Kumail doesn't like us talking about the coma because he loves you so much. That's and, like and in some ways it was more notebook. difficult for him. Well, than I it saw was him at me. that time. Sure, I, yeah. he, he came to New York and you were. Um, in the coma? No, there's no. no way he left town while he was in the coma. If he did yeah, that, then impossible. we're done. That's impossible. <laughs> we're done. It was right after. It's yeah. right after. He didn't and have he a trip. Still, yeah. He still. I was looking at, at at his eyes, and it was like I looking right through him. Yeah. You know what I mean, I was like, he just wasn't there. We he were was both a mess shook. Yeah. He looked like somebody that was just let out of some sort of torture situation. Yeah. And uh, and then you know. Um, that's when it was became very apparent that he uh, loved you so right. much, and that's and that's when you guys. Like it seemed to become obvious that you were going to get married. Yeah, and I, and and I will say after I got and we'll get into, but after I got it, within three months is when we moved to New York. So mm. you could look back on that and see that we made a lot of very very rash decisions. Well, that's what's interesting. Yeah, that would seem kind of crazy to people. I'm interested in trauma. My father got married. Um, <clears throat> very. This is. I feel like I'm airing my. I'm not allowed to say my dad. I just like his uh, mother died, mm-hmm. and then he got married, and then oh, like. Yeah. I was in a plane that I thought was going to crash, and then we moved upstate. <laughs> it's a whole thing, right? It's like yeah. a weird thing. It's it like happens. When you remind people of death, yeah. they then become more decisive for some reason. They're, you're just kind of like, we've got to fucking do this, man. Let's do it. Yeah. Like, uh, and that, and and on an even bigger scale, that's why things like nine eleven. Um, I don't know why. Maybe I'm sad today or something. Sometimes when I smoke pot, I get sad the gotcha. next day. But I'm thinking about it, it's very sad. I'm thinking about nine eleven, and that's why we were like very decisive after that. It's like we got to do this. Yeah, it doesn't matter if people get hurt. We got to do it. God, yeah. country, war, all of these things. The base are it goes perfect. back. Perfect. Yeah, it sounds perfect. Us mm-hmm. and them and banding together and all that sort of stuff. So you uh, in your in your thing is you got um, sick. Yes, and then you came out. And then we all had this moment, and we weren't close yet. Yeah, that's true. So I didn't experience this so much, but Kumail certainly had that moment of being like, fuck. What are we doing? What are we doing? I think about this all the time. If we could really wrap our brains around the idea, let's take an afterlife and spirituality away. Let's just say that that's definitely not true, just for the sake of this. Yes. A lot of people think that. Some people don't. I don't care for this. Let's say that's true. If you could really... Wrap your brain around the fact that you're going to fucking die. And how weird is it that we can't do that until it... <laughs> I know. Yeah. Because we're participating in so many different yeah. illusions, and one of them is nacho cheese, and it's delicious. It's good. But I'm just saying, if we if we would be more passionate, more decisive, more adventurous, yeah. we would be doing shit. Instead of me, where uh, I'm like, I got to get 10 hours of sleep, or I'm going to be grumpy right. for this podcast tomorrow. Right, exactly. Like, I was hanging out with the guys uh, last night, and it was like 3 in the morning. I was like, you got to get out of here. Why, Pete? Right. What's, yeah. Go well, fucking do something else. And it takes both kinds else. of nights. You have, yeah, 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 it, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, Life takes both kinds of nights. But I, and I, as much as I try to, I, I was like, oh, this isn't changing. This hasn't changed me at all. It absolutely, 100%. I stopped being a therapist fairly soon after I changed my career entirely. Yeah. We moved to New York, and and that sense of like, well, let's just have an adventure. Why wouldn't I? Yeah, well, Why see, wouldn't we? Do I wonder this? how much the coma <clears throat> informs that sort so of so much. Yeah, a lot. And, and I and I maybe because I don't. It's weird. I honestly don't feel like I remember what my worldview was before, before? the coma. It's kind of like you don't remember not being able to read. Yeah. Like and when you- <laughs> there had to be a time when yeah. I couldn't drive. There had to be. Yeah, other, I don't yeah, yeah. remember what it felt like yeah. to not have this knowledge yep. of like, oh, shit, I've it got this. It shook your shit up. Yeah. I've got this body that 
kind of almost gave up on me and yeah. I hope to God it doesn't happen again. I got to do everything I can. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, uh, you know, I know what happened uh, oh. a little bit, but I, I feel like people are probably wondering. Oh, Question yes. number one is probably like, <laughs> what are they talking about? Because no one wants to go in a coma. No. And you just went into one. I just straight up went into one. I, um, I kept getting, I had a cold that just kept getting worse and worse and worse and started being accompanied with like just being super tired, getting really weirdly sweaty and then being fine. Uh, I would like some like my heart started racing. Every hypochondriac like is like, yeah, that's I know. Me. Checking, checking, that's check. Me. Um, if Steve Ag listens to I this, know. he's like, oh man, crispy. <laughs> Steve bro. and I were talking about that the other night. He's like, don't tell me anything about it. Yeah, uh, Steve, skip ahead, buddy. <laughs> skip ahead. And it was like a, a maybe a month that I was just like I couldn't get better. I kept going to the doctor. The doctor was like, you're having panic attacks. I'm a therapist. I knew I wasn't, but I was like, whatever. You just give me something. Make it better. Um, and then by the time. I went to the doctor the last time and they said, we don't know what's wrong with you. We're going to take you to the hospital because you're, you've got like a sprained ankle out of nowhere. Like things are weird with you. We're going to put you in the hospital. The, I also, did the ankle have to do with it? What your body turned was it out, deteriorating? It, it turned out it, it did, but we didn't know that at the time. So I, um, and I fainted while they were trying to x-ray me. That was the other thing because I hadn't eaten in maybe three days and I didn't realize it. That's how fucked up I was. Really? It was just this slow deterioration and I think Camille Your brain just kind of betraying you and not, like, not being like, hey, eat. Uh, well, and I would tell myself to eat and I would get food and I'd take a bite of it but I couldn't, I just couldn't eat. I couldn't, I was so tired. I couldn't do anything and it, I was still working? going to the gym. I was still going, I was, I'm such an idiot because uh. I have a lot of issues with I need to be – I can't let anyone know if I'm sick. I have to pretend that I'm okay because I need everyone to know that I'm fine. I'm right. always fine. I'm fine. Right, I'm good. Right, right, right. So I had all kinds of issues with that. So they finally took me to the hospital. They took me in an ambulance. They did not let me drive my car. And I had to call Kumail to go get my car and was like, don't come. I'm fine. I'm not. By that no. night, uh, by that night, I was so – Kumail my, just puts on his Han Solo vest. <laughs> He's like, it's not fine. <laughs> This podcast is 10,000 times better if you know who Kumail is. Yeah, you got to know everything. Know who I am. You got a lot of backstory there. It's so good. So good. (laughs) Give a Uh, shit. You have to give a shit. That's a big part. I I would listen to this if I didn't know anybody. So by the time I got to the hospital that night, uh, my... my, heart rate was and my breathing was so fucked up that they had to put me in a coma uh, i was put on a respirator and and you can't be in a respirator when I'm you're not awake. even making a joke i'm picturing a syringe that says coma on it i think it must it have been two. like kumail had to guide my hand to sign it because he technically couldn't sign for me it was a whole it was a nightmare so that was it that's and then all later did he pick you up in the rain fuck you the notebook <laughs> You fucking suck. Well, and you guys and your magical. He okay, was, go on. He was tasked with the horrible. Job and that is horrible of and sad. And I, I, yeah. I'm thinking it's like a good scene in a movie. Oh, that it just was lets not. you know how it was horrible. Yeah. detached and crazy. So, and I woke up 12 days later when they finally figured out. It took them 12 days to figure out what was wrong with me. And what I have is a very, very rare condition called adult onset Stills disease, which is a form of arthritis that attacks your joints as well as your organs. Oh, that's why the ankle had to do that's it. That's why the ankle had to do with it. And so it attacked my lungs, my heart my liver, my kidneys, and my eyes and shut everything down. Every single thing down. Shut it down. Shut that fucking shit down. Until they figured out what was wrong with me, they did not know if I was going to come out of it. So that was very, very scary. I also had lung surgery while I was under because my lung was so fucked that it was sticking to my chest and they had to cut it out, cut it away and put it back in. So I woke up 12 days later with an enormous scar on my back and my whole 
everything changed. Everything changed, and I had no idea what was going on. Let's talk a little bit about, first of all, holy shit, I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad you're okay. And um, it's so, We can it's skip so all that. That's a, we all know that. That's good. It's so heavy. You, uh, we, we've talked about this many times. When you were in the coma, it was a little bit like a dream state. I, I, was, I would fight my way out of it every day uh, because it was an induced coma. So I remember they had to tie me down because I was fighting my way You'd out of it. fight your way out of the coma every and, day? Every day and pull my respirator out every day. Oh, fuck you. Because it's such a traumatic Sorry thing to, to have. Say fuck you, but it's so scary. Yeah. To... Well, it's such a traumatic thing. Your body doesn't want it in there. That's why they have to put you under. Your body doesn't want anything in your throat yeah, like that. Yeah, it's yeah, horrifying. Yeah, 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 so I would, I tore it out so many times. I damaged my vocal cords. So they tied me down. So I literally woke up tied down and my dad having to be like, you're okay. You're not crazy. You're okay. You're okay. And me being like, what the fuck? Why am I, why am I tied down? Why can't I move? Like oh what? God. Horrifying. So, um, but let's get to the, I no, no, I love all this. I that, dreamed, that was great. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's very heavy. I know. Yeah. Let's For get to levity. There, there is levity. a little bit of levity yeah. to it. I had dreams the whole time. I knew that I was in some sort of, uh, institution and I was constantly Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was there on a daily <laughs> And I kind of knew he was fake, but I wasn't. I would try to punch through his face because I was like, "You're not real. You're not real." I wasn't sure. How vivid? Very, very vivid. Um, my biggest thing was that there was a guy who was dressed like a hipster with a uh, head made out of a block of wood, and his arms were made out of Jolly Ranchers, because they kept sticking tape all over me constantly, like you know, monitors. Uh-huh. And so that's what his hands were were the sticky tape that was all over me. Uh, yeah, God. everything worked. Everything clicks. Everything makes sense. I thought Kumail was in the hospital. And that I was visiting him. That would be a big thing. Where I was like, I have to get back to the hospital. Kumail's been hurt. Another like soulmate yeah. indicator. Well, I would see him because he was over me. Right. When I would wake up, I would see him. Right. Like I knew my parents were there even though I was in a coma technically. Like because oh, I could hear and I could see, but but not in any real way. It was like a dream way. So you would come out. I would come out and I would kind of like I, the lights above me. I was like, oh, I'm in a spaceship and these are the lights of the spaceship. Like I would see stuff clearly and then I'd have to assimilate it into whatever crazy world I was in. With Kareem. With Kareem. Oh my God. I don't know where he came from. That that I have no idea where Block he came from. Blockhead, hipster, sticky yeah. hands, and Kareem. Yeah. Wasn't his head detached from his body? Yeah. He kind floating. of floated above. Yeah. And it was very, very... It's so interesting, the uh, the, yeah. the power of your brain to create this reality. And then the, kind of the necessity... I guess. To why, justify... Why did it, yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on. Let's figure this shit out. Yeah, isn't that interesting? But at some point, I realized that I was in, an, I was in somewhere trapped and that my job became to try to get people to help me to get out. So I was, like, trying to talk to, like, I got to get out of here. Like, it's like every dream, like season six of The Sopranos, like <laughs> when he's in a coma. And, uh, you know, not to minimize what actually mm. happened to you with this piece of fiction. But I'm just saying... It seems that's rooted in some sort of reality that your sure. brain – it kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the top of the show. I'm thinking of someone and they email me. Yeah. And uh, you were talking about someone and then they sat down in a literally, restaurant. Literally. I was yeah. literally talking about someone they sat next to me in a restaurant this And our morning. brain, conscious or not, seems to want to find meaning in everything. Absolutely. It's part of who we are. Yeah. I've only – I wish I, I should read more about this. But I remember – and I think I've said this. Is the idea that uh, we look for patterns because that's a part of our survival. Yeah, that's is what that religion like, is. That's what anything is. Is us trying looking at things that don't make sense and trying to make sense. Out yeah. Of them. Well, this yeah. is this is a good segue. <laughs> this is a good one. The other one was weird and awkward and forced. But uh, yeah, we, you're you're uh, you're what? <laughs> 
<laughs> the interview skills of Pete Holmes are what, somewhat I, I'm a, a, a girl? What are we asking? No, no, no. I'm talking Religious about belief-wise. What, what were you raised? I was raised You're, Methodist. Now, Milk toast is shit. There's a Methodist yeah. in madness. Uh, you shut up. Worst. Get out of here. Go leave. You, you, leave the room. you host the rest of the show. <laughs> oh, God in heaven. Uh, well, exactly. Or not. Oh, no. So, yes. Okay. So, you seem to have that scientific appreciation of we're looking for meaning. That 9-11 thing, death. Mm-hmm. Uh, banning us together. Religion also goes up in moments where we're reminded of death. Which is so sad for God. If he's up there, he's like, really, guys? Can't you be happy for me? Like, can't you right. come in a day when you don't need me? Right. You jerks. And and can't you believe in me? If we are to personify God, which I think about that all the time, if God is this uh, person in the way that I always thought of him with preferences, mm-hmm. like I'd prefer you not murder someone, yeah. meaning it saddens God that Makes you do. Bums him out. I, I, I Gives him more work to do. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think people would disagree with that. I don't think God feels sad, but this is how yeah. I used to think about God, would have these preferences. It'd also be like people that are just kind of like, uh, somebody told me a story, two priests are walking around and you're like, hey, you ever think we're just wasting our life? And you're like, oh, absolutely. And then one of them goes, maybe we're not. <laughs> and then it was like, okay, let's say that we are looking at religion as some sort of maybe policy. Mm-hmm. Who but the creator of the universe, the all-powerful binding energy of whatever it is, mm-hmm. God, isn't going to see. If I can figure that shit out, I believe this God guy Most can likely, yeah. as well and be like, hey, man, I kind of told you to love and serve and give. And you kind of said I'm afraid to die. Yeah. <laughs> And technically, you can get in heaven. Yeah. Uh, but we have a uh, we have a special area roped off for the people <laughs> that weren't doing the it. The late like adopters. A fucking dick. And yeah. God swears a lot. Yeah. He loves he swearing. He's like a, a yeah, sailor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He curses like a sailor just because he knows it's funny. Yeah. It's real this funny. Is how, this is how I want to think of God. Being like, welcome to fucking heaven. You didn't think I was going to say that. What? What? Then what Jesus are you going to say? Skateboards away. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Get in here, you son of a bitch. Your grandma's in here. She is a hoot. <laughs> She Get her off like that hoot stuff. Get her. She doesn't like it when I swear. What I'm gonna keep it yeah, down. What am I gonna do? I'm God. It's my house. <laughs> hey, I forgive me. Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. So you grew up meth. Methodist, yeah. Cooking Methodist in yeah. a camper with Walter. Yeah. I'm the one who knocks. Yeah. Let's go watch that right now. We should. I kind of get benefits from relationships, but because I get to kind of audit you and Kumail. <laughs> I come over on Halloween, we watch horror movies and shit. I'm just like, I am your retarded son. <laughs> when you have a kid, I'm going to be so jealous of him. You're, yeah. Like, That's what are we going to do? my spot. <laughs> Get really? that baby out of here. The baby's like, well, I don't know what to do about this girl. I want to date at the daycare. Uh, <laughs> we're having the same problems. And then I give him money. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll weird. feel so good about yourself. Yeah, we, yeah, and I'll be like, this is more about me feeling good about... Oh, and the baby's like, I know. So, <laughs> of course, because he's your baby. Shut the fuck up. Mm. <laughs> so you Methodist, mm-hmm. and now here you are. Mm-hmm. Does religion and spirituality interest you we did we got pretty interested talking about serendipitousness serendipity yeah Yeah. thinking about when you uh you know friends tell stories all the time where they're just kind of like i was pouring some red wine and my op this is my friend patrick he says and my ipod played red red wine and then (laughs) i love that shit and then and then but he he said it was three in a row oh that's weird yeah yeah i think he was watching 
on, he's on the 405 and starts playing I'm on the 405. Like, like the, yeah. his iPod kept being like, hey. And again. But that happens a lot in LA because a lot of songs are like, Santa Monica. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and like some of that time we're definitely forcing it. You yeah. can force it. That's what, sure. it, that's what I think some of the. Uh, you look for patterns, you'll find them. Bad psychics Absolutely. will do and they'll, and, they'll, and they'll force it on you. And, yeah. And, because we want to believe in that stuff so badly. I'm a great person to go to a psychic. I'm, I want to help them find it. You know, they're like, you're a doctor? I'm like, no. Kind of. I help people. I'm a doctor you know? of comedy. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. What does that even fucking mean? So you are interested in it. Very much, very much. I Absolutely. love that. So yeah. would you say you're looking for God and truth in your life? Is this something you pursue? Because Kumail, mm, no not so much. Way. Yeah, not so much. I And he and I kind of uh, differ, but I, I have a weird thing of... Um, how do I even say this? When I was little, uh, I got really scared of the devil. And my dad, like, really scared. Like, I couldn't sleep at night because I was like, the fucking devil. What yeah. the fuck are you supposed well, to do with children, that? children, yeah. and they told you the devil's real. Pretty scary, yeah. That's so fucking crazy to yeah. me. So my dad was... The boogeyman's not real. Werewolves aren't real. That guy. The fucking devil. Red oh, horns. well, tell me about him. Uh, well, he is kind of it's like this... Work. Yeah, super powerful, dark Smells lord. Smells like horrible shit. Where does he live? He lives in hell, yeah. which is a real place. Fire He'll everywhere. take you. He'll come and take you. Yeah. He'll take you there and torture you. Yeah. Oh, he'll kill me there? No, he'll torture you forever. forever. Like, you're never gonna... And the forever. concept of infinity really scared me as a kid those were the two things it's a scary concept devil and the infinity yeah so and just to put you at ease, the devil exists for for infinity. <laughs> yeah, the I two things that actually, I'm most I don't think of. that's true. I think in the Christian religion, uh, when Christ comes back, he defeats the devil. This is the, how I was told. But then God rules hell. That was always something <laughs> what that, the fuck yeah, happens when God yeah. rules hell? Yeah, why wouldn't he? You get because, softly uh, like softer towels. No, no, no. It's but the, everything the, is the, the people same. that I know that that I'm 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 uh, only <laughs> representing their theory. It's certainly not mine, and I might be misrepresenting it. But the idea is that God is so just that hell would be an extension. Like it's it's a requirement. Oh, yeah, that he, makes sense. Because he loves truth and, 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 the, and the torment and all that sort of stuff is kind of like – I remember my friend – I'll never forget it. He was like, no, God rules hell and he delights in it. And I was like – That's a bummer. I want to picture that Jesus. That's, that's like with Batman in Arkham City when he's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy this. Like you shouldn't enjoy your Batman. You're yeah. not supposed to enjoy beating yeah. people up. Does he say Jerk? that? He does in the – when you're doing the uh, missions where you do fight. Anyway. See, well, if I may, Batman yes. and the Joker. Yeah. This actually ties into what they we're They need each about. other. Well, sure. Yeah. Well, Bill Maher has a great quote where he's like, why doesn't God just destroy the devil? And he's like, the same reason why Batman can't kill the Joker, because there would be no story left. Yeah. It would be like, oh, now God's in charge, and there's no one to blame when something goes wrong. Moment of silence for Heath Ledger. Yeah. And we're done. Go ahead. Me and Camille have that bit where it's uh, Heath Ledger's manager calling Christian Bale and going... Chris, bad news, mate. Put on the bat suit. <laughs> he wants him to put on the suit because he knows he's happiest in the suit. Then he tells him the bad oh, no. news. I don't know where that bit came from. Very sad. But this ties into religion is that for me, and the way I watch movies, There Will Be Blood included. Mm-hmm. I can't talk, not talk about There Will Be Blood. Is that uh, Batman and the Joker is meaning mm-hmm. Batman. Versus no meaning. Versus the it's Joker. all chaos, yeah. The Joker <clears throat> saying, your death is as valuable as the death of an old person, like a 99-year-old person. Him dying and you dying, same thing. Mm-hmm. That's what the Joker says. Yeah. He says it in, in Dark Knight. He's like, a gangbanger dying, a soldier yeah. dying, who cares? You're saying the mayor is more important. I'm saying he's not. Yeah. I'm saying nothing matters. Evil is not the opposite of good. It's it's indifference. It's, yeah. it's this idea of chaos. It's, it's nihilism. It's yeah. anarchy. And he's just here to say, like, it's all bullshit. Our hearts could explode at any moment. Yeah. Fuck you. You could go into. Uh, I don't even want to bring you into. But you could. But you know <laughs> yeah, what I'm true. saying. It's all. You but never it does know. go back to the yeah. coma. It goes back to the idea that like ah. We have no idea. Yeah. And then Batman's here to say, no. 
I'm here to represent justice. I'm here to represent Gotham. What's Gotham? Just yeah. people. It's just, just a, a plot of, of land. Yeah. It's a city limit. It's right. a map. What's America? Just a place yeah. that we agree to call a thing. But and he's saying there is value, there yeah. is meaning, and there's things worth fighting for. That's every movie. Yeah, that's it. Is every movie now? Every movie. And this kind of goes back to what I was saying originally with when I was very scared of the devil when I went through this this period. My dad and I would go on walks a lot, and he would be like, you know, Emily. He's like the devil. He's like, here's how I think of it. The devil isn't really a guy. He's the collective evil in all of us. That's all he is. Oh. He's the collective. He's If you take everyone and take their bad parts, because everybody's got good and bad, put them together. That's the devil. That's all it is. Right. That stuck with me in a way that has informed my whole life, uh, including comedy, including therapy, right. which is that the collective whatevers of a group of people, the collective good, the collective bad, the collective like, oh, I just smelled a bad smell, that is a force in and of itself. And that, to me, is stronger than any religion, anything else. The, the, the force of many people thinking and believing the same thing has meaning to me more than any magical god or any magical angel or devil. Right. Because, and that's why I believe that, and this is so cheesy, but like prayer, a group of people praying. Yep. That to me is valuable. There's value in that because all of those people are concentrating. And this is metaphysical bullshit. And I don't, I'm not saying I believe that thoughts are like, oh, they're going to save me. But what I am saying is the collective intentions of a person, the collective thoughts and the collective feelings of a group of people, that to me is religion. That's it, all religion that creates is. creates a ripple that goes out. That's all religion is to me. It's a group. And that's all churches. You go, it's a group of people hopefully feeling the same way and, and believing and worshiping in the same way. And congregating. And congregating. And belonging to something. Exactly. And that there's so much power in, in groups of people who are thinking and feeling the same thing who have the same yeah they're kind capable of, yeah. of huge good right and if you want to if you want an application of that type of religion go into a comedy show and look at the audience the way that the audience comes together to either like hate feel weird feel uncomfortable that's a force that we can't yeah. deny yeah. at all. And it's not a metaphysical, stupid, new agey force. It's a real force. Right. And that is all religion is to me. Right. Religion to me is, and this is, I sound like such an idiot saying this, but this yeah, is how I feel. what the show's about. When you see like uh, an old lady get, uh, I don't know, hit by a car and everyone rushes out to help her. That's all religion is to me is this group of people deciding we're going to go help this person we don't know. Right. That that to that's me is way hippo- stronger than anything else. That's it, I love it. That's that's what hippos do too. Hippos have funerals and stuff. Oh, that's adorable. Isn't that crazy? If a hippo dies, all the hippos will come around and they'll they'll like kind of comfort <laughs> that the family. That kind of makes me cry a little bit. Oh, sh- well, how could you hear that and not oh, cry? I want to have a funeral. I want to hippo go to funerals. I want to go to a hippo funeral. It's hard to see. Let's go. To There's one. video of it, and and when they were that. filming it, they were like, I I can't believe we're getting this. Like they, <laughs> they obviously don't know we're here. <laughs> <laughs> we thought for sure I made eye contact with one of the hippos, but fuck, they're they're having a hippo funeral. Yeah. So what my dad did to me when he did that, you know, when he was like, the devil is just collective bad in people. To me, God is just collective good in people. Mm. And I'm okay with that. Like, I, I don't need it to be a dude in the sky making decisions. We make the decisions. We just do it as a group. We create God. And, and unfortunately, if... We create if, the devil. Yeah, if the... If the main uh, thought of people is indifference, then that's what rules. And that's sad. I, I, I don't like indifference bugs me. I'd rather have feel something. Right. Yeah. Well, that's actually a, that's a biblical thing. It's like I'd yeah. rather you'd be against me than absolutely. Not kind absolutely. Of, like make make a make a point. Well, that's interesting. I, Jesus. <laughs> Just another. Guy. Who is Jesus? <laughs> no, no. Another fucking catapult into the into the volcano. <laughs> Just get rid of you already. <laughs> Well, and I've had it. We get it. <laughs> like, it's like it's like the best uh, answer I've had on the show. I'm tired of uh, comedians and and uh, and all of our atheism and 
I don't mean Ari. I'm not. Right, a, I'm sure. not an atheist necessarily. Uh, see, I, I don't even know where I am. I, I like what you're saying. Mm. I, I feel like people create these things and you said it you said it perfectly i don't need to say it again if you want to hear it again rewind (laughs) this podcast two minutes listen to it again (laughs) ah so fucking great and well and i've had to work as a therapist i've had to work with a lot of really religious clients so and i think both my dad kind of that one conversation i had that he probably doesn't remember plus me having to figure out how i'm going to be okay with religion in these people who it's clearly very important in their lives. Yeah. I can't devalue that. I'm not yeah. going to devalue anybody's like feel, believing in well, a God. Great like too. Yeah. But like, and I, I'm not going to be a good therapist if I do, but I have to find a way to make that work for me and make it make sense to me. And, and that's just kind of what I've come up with every time. So you could call that agnostic. You could call it atheist. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but yeah. that's all I, and it's, it sounds super new agey and stupid. And I also think nature's pretty cool. I don't know, but all that. And I, so, Oh, somebody on the comments just told me Einstein was a pantheist, which is God oh, is I everywhere. Like that, yeah, yeah. I and, like I, and I vowed I was like, next time I, I got to read something about this before I do another uh, episode. And I didn't. We should look it up. Yeah, yeah, like we it. should look it up. Mm-hmm. I, well, yeah, there there are things in the uh, apocryphal portions of the New Testament, like books that were omitted, where some of the writers said that Jesus was everywhere. Jesus was in a mm-hmm. rock and stuff. And when the Bible was canonized, they took him like, out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, because it he's was- a dude. He's got a beard. Look into it. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's where like Looney Tunes starts to come into the, the idea of God. But how much does that inform? Exactly. The red devil, the God in the sky. Exactly. Fucking perfect answer. <laughs> well, let's go. Let's go to your house and watch the Golden Globes. <laughs> Thank you so so much for doing yeah. it. I, I'm 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 really speechless and I'm blown oh. away. And I love you so much. I love you too. I thank really you. do, and I love Kumail too. And thank you for having me. I feel like uh, it's it's uh, it's fun. I, and I think a lot of people. Oh yeah, yeah. What? No, I I don't know what you were about to say. But I think you do. Yeah. Well, I just want to build up the the oh, God, forgive the term, but the brand, the idea that you are this. <laughs> You're the co-host of the Indoor Kids, and and like it delights me when you start getting little tastes of people knowing and understanding how special and wonderful and funny oh, you that's are. Very sweet. And, so and, and, and it can are. be and it can be tough when you are married to someone who is as wonderful and fucking talented yeah, as my husband but is. But you've written lines for me. You've written lines for Kumail. Yeah. I call you with pitch ideas. There's a <laughs> there's a drunk piece of paper, an idea that we had last time we were here at Meltdown. You're fostering this show. You're producing it like. Yeah, it, the more that I can get out the idea that you're as much of this scene as any of us, oh, that's very the better. Sweet of you. I appreciate that. That's you very want, nice of you. Yeah. Is that what you're going to say? I, I guess. Something, yeah, I why, think so. I, Something around that. See, you, you, you take me at the worst, interrupting, self-centered, <laughs> and somehow you still find a place for me. It's the best. <laughs> that's the best. Oh God! You want to say keep it crispy? Uh, is that what's said? Yeah. Uh, keep it crispy. Someday we'll, we'll edit. We'll edit those all together, and you'll go. That was Emily. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was great. Thank you so much, guys. Emily Gordon. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Crispy. Crispy. Bro. Bro. <laughs> now leaving nerdist.com. 